All right, everyone, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul Zane with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be getting into the top plays for the three-game Saturday slate. Just a reminder, if you guys enjoy the coverage, make sure to give a like and subscribe. That helps me be able to put out more content for you guys. All right, let's get into it. So, going to do what I always do, go position by position, highlight the top picks as they come. So, starting at the quarterback position, Josh Allen going to be the obvious pay-up play if you guys can afford to do it. Now, some people are going to be worried about the weather. I'm not going to worry about that just yet. I'm recording that on Tuesday, or this on Tuesday, so, you know, if three throughout the week come you know saturday morning it is a blizzard there obviously we can adjust uh but and if that happens then obviously we're probably looking at miami defense and buffalo defense if we think the offensive production is going to be stalled out that much then you're looking at the defenses okay if not then you're just playing josh allen okay it's as simple as that gets the best matchup on the slate uh yes he is priced that way but going against miami that's a matchup that you do want to be targeting um obviously quarterbacks and receivers against miami that's highly appealing okay this game could potentially be a higher scoring game as well if the weather does cooperate that's the big question on this game around the slate really and that's that's going to be the deciding factor i think is what is the weather going to be for now i'm going to prepare for it to be good enough now where else could we look i you know i could see a path in which you are playing deshaun watson i don't love it and i'm not saying go out of your way to play him but you know, on a three-game slate, if you want to end up on Deshaun Watson, about 15% of your builds, I'm fine with that. And the biggest reason why is total, guys, 48 opportunities, had 42 passing attempts and six rushing attempts. You know, that's appealing to me. Did throw a touchdown, uh, looked a little bit more settled in, and now he gets a matchup with Baltimore. Obviously, the matchup with Baltimore is a little bit more appealing. But for me, it's going to be tough not to play Matt Ryan. We just saw what Jared Goff did to the Minnesota Vikings, and we just saw what Mac Jones did to the Minnesota Vikings. And then, if you watch Monday Night Football, you just saw what Mac Jones was like okay this defense sucks okay maybe next the last week was like a wake-up call against Detroit maybe potentially I doubt it though so Matt Ryan if we can get him throwing the ball 35 plus times he should be able to take advantage of that okay can Minnesota get pressure on him sure they should be able to get some pressure on him and obviously that's not going to be great for Matt Ryan but this was basically his worst game he could have had against Dallas okay they're coming in off of a bye week as well that should be a good thing. Overall, I think Matt Ryan, 15 plus DK points with the upside to go for 20. You know, he has done that a few times this season. He was able to take advantage of some easier matchups. KC, 16 DK points, which at this price point, you know, we would kind of take. Tennessee, 22 DK points. Jacksonville, uh, 30. Obviously, the last time out against Tennessee, not great, but Las Vegas, 22. Like the upside is going to be there for Matt Ryan. Um, so at that price point, I think he's firmly in play. Now, last week I said Tyler Huntley's like a poor man's version of... Lamar Jackson, Anthony Brown is a poor man's version of Tyler Huntley. If he was 4K minimum priced, I would maybe think about it, but to only be $300 more or less expensive than Matt Ryan, it's a tough play. And that's really it. It's kind of as simple as that. So Josh Allen, maybe some Watson or Matt Ryan. That's kind of what I'm looking at on the site. Running back wise, let's get into it. You know, since Deshaun Watson has taken over, it really has not been the Nick Chubb show, which is unfortunate there. He was having a great season. Uh, so really not someone we can look at. You guys know my strategy. I love chasing snap counts and, you know, 20 plus opportunities. It's a recipe for success, and that's going to be Jonathan Taylor going against Minnesota. Once again, this is a, a game in which you can stack, and I'll show you guys that at the end of the, this video here, but we should be locking in at least 15 DK points or so with the upside to go you know, really break the slate. It's not a defense that we're worried about. So yes, I do like Jonathan Taylor a decent amount. The question is, can we afford to fit him into our builds? That's the biggest question. Dalvin Cook, it's tough. Dalvin Cook, you know, had a decent game going until his fumble and then just nothing from that point on. Did play almost 90% of the snaps last week, which was a little bit shocking. Now he gets a better matchup against Indy at 6.9. It's, it's going to be tough not to play him, okay? Especially 
with that being their weakness, like you'd think they would try to commit to the run a little bit more. Now, sure, he was very inefficient last week, but at the same time, could he go out and break it? Break a big one, have a huge game. I, I do see that happening. So Delvin Cook firmly in play. And I'll show you guys once again how to game stack this game because I do think that's going to be an a, appealing approach. So Jeff Wilson Jr., if he is going to be ruled out, then I think we are going to be looking at Mostert. Mostert, you know, he'd just be the lead back once again, probably playing about 65% of the snaps or so. Uh, once again, kind of predicated on what the weather is going to be like. But also at the same time, if it's poor, the running game, the rushing game kind of will get more rushing attempts. They might not be quality rushing attempts, but at the same time, could Mostert get 15 rushing attempts and maybe a touchdown even in a bad weather game? Yes, that could certainly happen. So I really don't mind him as a play. Uh, as it sits right now, I will be rostering him. And then from there, what was weird, guys? J.K. Dobbins both looked really good, but not good at the same time. It was weird. Like his stride length was different. And I, I think it was just more or less due to him not playing you know, a lot. And then to have a bunch of big runs, it seemed like his legs were just kind of tightening up. You know, they weren't as loose as they typically would be. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. The good thing is that he went off against Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, not a matchup that you really would be going out of your way to play uh, running back wise. So it was nice to see that. And now he gets a matchup against Cleveland. That is highly appealing. And obviously a matchup with Cleveland is great, but also the fact that he played him 47% of the snaps last week, which was the most of any running back. If that number can get up to 65% in this matchup, which obviously one more week healthy, that would be highly appealing to me. So J.K. Dobbins at 5.2. I think he's going to make for a great GPP play given the matchup. But also, if he gets more snaps, that could be highly appealing as well. From there, it kind of feels like receiver is kind of easier. Okay, like Justin Jefferson, if you guys want to play him, you can. Like I'm not really too worried about the matchup. He's kind of proven to be matchup proof. So I don't know if we need to worry about that. Um from there, Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman is just going to be a starting point for everyone. This is such a cheap price point for him. Uh, obviously, in the matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, a matchup you want to be chasing. Uh, come on. Like, what's going on here? The targets should be there. They weren't there against Dallas, but you know, you, you didn't really think they would be, or you didn't really think he would dominate against Dallas. I kind of expect him to have a great game. You know, prior to that game, was getting a bunch of targets, was highly productive um, in a great matchup. It's just tough not to play Michael Pittman at 5.8 this week. And then at that same time, like Paris Campbell firmly in play, but at this, I think I would just rather play Alec Pierce, who's, you know, $600 cheaper playing about the same amount of snaps and can easily get around eight or so targets. We just saw the Detroit Lions kind of receiver two, receiver three, and even receiver four. They all went out and had some good games. So like Alec Pierce could certainly have just as good of a game as Campbell and that wouldn't be shocking so at 3.9 I have been ending up on Alec Pierce a little bit more just given the price point and then from there it is kind of a little bit of a guessing game like Robinson I'm fine with KJ Osborne I'm fine with uh Tua or Tyreek has been the one player I've been wanting to play but once again that is kind of weather dependent uh is questionable I think he's gonna play so if we're not worried about the weather I think we are playing Tyreek Hill and then I do want to call DPJ as well DPJ last week had 12 targets and really kind of went off. And you know, what's crazy is that Brissett came in for one play and DPJ was wide open for a touchdown and he missed him. So he could have even had a bigger game. So once again, at his price point, he has already been someone that's on the field a ton. And if those targets are going to be there, if Deshaun Watson's going to be throwing the ball 40 times, then yes, DPJ would make a lot of sense. Obviously that matchup with Baltimore is something that you like as well. Tight end wise, this is, this is the difficult part for me on this slate because there is a very logical approach to playing two tight ends. Typically, I don't like to do that. You guys have seen my lineup builder videos. I typically go flex and eligible right away. That's one of the first things that I do. 
That might not be the case this week because you got TJ Hawkinson, who once again just playing a lot of snaps, gaining a lot of targets, and should be a solid, safe, productive play, like 10 DK points. You should be locking that in against Indy. He's kind of a unique way to stack that game as well. But David Njoku played in like 97% of the snaps last week, which is huge. Obviously, the last two games, seven and nine targets, that's highly appealing. And he, you know, the first week back only played minimal snaps. And now we've seen the snap share go you know, above 50% in week 12 to 97% in week 14. That's highly appealing to me. And at 4.2, there's like really no way around not playing David Njoku, especially if you're doing like one lineup, you know, single entry stuff, it's just him. Kyle Granson, you know, definitely someone you could look at as price point starting tight end, very cheap price point for him as well. So there's a very logical approach to going Hawkinson, Njoku, or even potentially Granson. It just makes sense. So once again, if the weather's poor, then you are playing Miami's defense. It's just kind of how it works out. If it's not, though, I don't know, Baltimore, like it, it, it becomes more difficult then. So kind of for a first look, Bill, this is kind of what I'd be looking at as it sits right now. But I do want to show you guys a way to stack that indie game because once again, it should be a highly appealing game and it should be easy to stack so it really is just as simple as this i mean it's kind of tough to beat that right especially on a three game slate especially where one of the games might be a stay away game due to weather like this could be an appealing approach to and if you did something like this last week where maybe you did you know three of the detroit receivers or two uh minnesota vikings receivers maybe tj hawkinson like it worked out you know with the quarterback so you know maybe you pivot to different running backs but you know it is pretty easy to stack that minnesota indie game but that's all i have for you guys for this video hopefully you guys enjoyed it. if you did give a like and subscribe that helps me be able to put out more content for you guys all right thanks for watching and as always let's keep cash